My grandpa kept a box in his attic for over 70 years. It contained his entire experience as a soldier during World War II. These are the letters he sent home. Hello and welcome to Airmail from Dip. Philippines, April 26, 1945. Dear Mom and Dad, I'm on duty at the airstrip again as aerial observer. Is it nice compared to the frontline duty? I'll probably only be out here a week, but I'm really going to enjoy it. We're far enough behind here to have our Coleman lanterns going at night. Also, the radio. I just had my sheets washed and slept in them last night for the first time in the campaign. We don't use them in the foxholes, you know. Or did you? I'm actually writing on a table and sitting on a real chair. My pen doesn't know what to make of all this, as any fool can plainly see. I'm feeling perfectly fine these days, although I believe I've lost a few pounds in the last month. Expect to gain them back while I'm on duty here. We only fly from two to four hours a day and the rest is gravy. I'll probably catch up on some reading too, and writing. Last night we played a couple of rubbers of bridge and listened to sweet music on the radio. I finally heard some of those new tunes everyone talks about. Don't Fence Me In is really nice. Also enjoyed My Dreams Are Getting Better. Your song. Just took a 15 minute intermission to get myself a brand new haircut. A native barber was around. As a rule, they're all really good at the art. This one was exceptional. You should see me. A bath and a necktie and I'd be ready to swing out to the Nicollet Hotel. I'm wondering if you received my finance check, April 5th and money order April 14th. Be sure to keep me posted with that old financial statement. Guess I'm sort of a miser, because I surely enjoy seeing those figures get longer and wider. The last letter I've received is dated April 7th, so naturally you hadn't gotten either by then. My Reader's Digest and Life magazines are still coming through in good style. The date and news, too, is regular. They certainly are coveted over here, as is any magazine or book over here. Keeping the GI and reading material must be one of the hardest jobs of the war back there. Those little armed services editions they send us are just the ticket. They come to us 40 or 50 at a time. All varied titles and types. Guess you've heard of them, haven't you? The European war just seems to go on and on, doesn't it? I certainly hope they don't intend to fight to the last Nazi, like these crazy nips. I gave them credit for more sense than that. Oh well. Maybe it's best that way if it ensures future peace. Then my sons won't have to sweat out these hills and mountains like their dad. Gads, what am I saying? Better I should get a wife before I start talking like that. Sure, I remember John Graham's boy. Sorry to hear he was wounded. Isn't it amazing how many of those little kids, they were almost in short pants as I remember them, are now fighting in the army. I didn't realize that those Japs you were talking about roaming Minneapolis were American-born. That makes quite a difference. I thought they were POWs. I'd just as soon see them settle somewhere else than Minnesota, though. That was sad news about Jimmy Alms' son being missing in action. I certainly hope he's a POW. That's the best thing that can happen over there. I hear they're treated okay. Well, guess I've jabbered enough for now. Gotta eat and gain back some of the pounds. I'll write back again very soon. Happy to hear you're all feeling okay, and please stay that way. All my love, Dorrance. P.S. Hello to Johnsons, Wicklands, Grandma, and just everybody. Philippines, April 26, 1945. Dear Marion, hello again. Finally got out of the trees and back to civilization where I can relax and breathe with ease again. 
Hope I didn't keep you waiting too long this time. Let's see. It's been about two whole weeks since we last chatted together. That's a long time. Maybe it went by fast for you, but I assure you it crawled over here. Well, happy day. I'm back at the airstrip for duty as aerial observer again. It'll only be for a week or two, but I'm really going to lap up this life of luxury here while I can. Yesterday I collared a native and had him wash up my sheets. I slept between them last night for the first time on this island. What a night. Didn't even dream. We're far enough behind the lines here to use our Coleman lanterns that night, and also the radio. Last night we sat up till the outrageous hour of 11 o'clock playing bridge and listening to sweet music. Marion, you can't realize how much you miss such things as radio and lights till you do without them for two or three months. I almost felt like melting away when I listened to all those new tunes last night, and several old ones like I Walk Alone, Don't Fence Me In, and My Dreams Are Getting Better. To me, life without music would be almost, notice I say almost, as bad as life without women. Of course, if I had my choice, I could always hum to myself. This morning after my flight, I had one of the native boys cut my hair. They're all very good at the profession. I'm really spiffed up now, Marion. A quick bath and I'd be ready to take off, with you on my arm, of course, to the nicklet. Can I go in fatigues and leggings, or should I put on the brown tweed civvy suit? You asked about Bob Cole. I think I mentioned him in a prior letter, but in case I didn't, the lad is in Belgium, living like a king in an ex-count's abandoned chateau. It's even complete with servants. He didn't say what he was doing for the war effort, but I gather he's fine and really enjoying himself. Rowley also wrote, from Jacksonville, Florida. He says he now is stationed permanently in the U.S., as far as he knows. He told me all about the deal at the Stensroods, said it was the best time he had while he was home. Guess it was pretty much of a sad homecoming for him, with his mother so ill. Say, you sort of had me going on that April Fool's joke, I must admit. For a while, I could see you packing your bags for New York. It wouldn't be too bad, though, because we could still get together. My sister and her husband live out there, and so I plan to take a trip there when I get back to stay with them for a while. Couldn't we have a bang-up time in that spot? No holds barred. Well, okay then, almost none. Before I get myself in deep water, I'll change the subject. The European front, for instance. Looks pretty good, doesn't it? Right now as I write, the Russians and Yanks are just about kissing, and Berlin is over half conquered. Gee, I hope the Nazis don't fight to the last man like these fanatical nips. Another year or two of this overseas life and I'll be fit to be tied. I'm telling you, Marion, I'm going to be a rough customer when I get back. What have you heard from Mick and Lee lately? Can't imagine how Mickey can be bored with life after not seeing Lee for so long, no matter who she has to live with. To the two of them, the rest of the world shouldn't matter much. For a while, anyway. Well, Marion, if you'll excuse me, I better go and eat. I've lost ten pounds and I must gain back somehow while I'm here. I'm hungry enough to get it back this next sitting. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Love, Dip. This project is created by me, Christian Olson, with audio production by my brother Eric at Olson Media. The piano music is performed and arranged by my other brother, Jonathan. For more information, follow along at airmailfromdip.com. And for more photographs, follow Airmail from Dip on Facebook and Instagram.